This is an SJC Radio production. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to episode three of series two of Pit Stop. Joined as usual by... Joe, Ed, and producer Tom. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Ed, do you want to start off with some news? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll start off. Um, so one real big bit of news uh, this week is that Juan Manuel Correa uh, is going to make a return to racing in Formula 3 with ART this year. Can you remind us who, who he is, Ed? So Juan Manuel Correa was the other driver involved in Antoine Hubert's fatal crash at um, Spa two years ago, and he and he suffered from some really really serious injuries. Um, mm. And yeah, he's had to go through I think twenty operations and oh around word. eighteen months of rehab. Wow! Um, yeah, crazy. So you say he's going to be doing uh, Formula 3. Uh, is, is that the Formula 1 uh, support category? Uh, yeah, so it's Formula 1, Formula 2, then Formula yeah. 3. Yeah. And he was racing in Formula 2 yeah. at the time of the crash. Obviously, yeah. he could because of his injuries. Yeah. Well, that, that's certainly good news. Um, I don't know if... if Joe? Oh. Yeah. Joe, uh, So on a new piece of news... Uh, Roman Grosjean is confirmed that he'll be racing in IndyCar in 2021. He'll be using the helmet that his um, children designed for him. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it will be appearing up on the Twitter around now. That would be lovely. That will be interesting. Um... I'm putting it in. I'm putting it in now. And we'll see what your reaction is. I, I, I'm expecting it won't look very good. It depends how old his children are. But but um, um, there, quite seems young. Be, there seems to be a bit of a trend for not just racing driver helmets, but also racing cars. At the weekend at Daytona, one of the P2 cars, the colour scheme was designed, I think, by a five-year-old. It certainly looked like it as well. Um, OK, Joe, are going to show us this picture of this? It should, it should have been sent by now. So have a look on the chat. Okay, yes, look. it's in the chat at the moment. Ed, what is your reaction to that? Uh, oh, blimey. Um, well. Good grief. Yeah, yeah you, 
I imagine his ch children are probably five years old. It looks, quite young. Some, looks like a child's has taken a felt tip to a racing helmet. So I like am it. I impressed? I, I'm not impressed. No, I mean, it's no, it, this is silly. Um, racing helmets are much better when they're designed by professionals. Can we stop this trend of getting five-year-old children to design um, the paint scheme for racing helmets and race cars? Can we get the professionals back, please? Well, for um, what it's worth, I like it. Yes. Well, I tell you what. I mean, I mean, what, what do you think, Ed? Well, I mean, there's been more of this sort of thing where drivers have made competitions for race helmets. Lando Norris did it. Silverstone, his was done by a six-year-old. This has been done by his children. And as you said, um, one of the P2 cars was uh, oh, done by children. Oh, right. yeah. It was just basically I mean, think, trail, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know how to feel about it because obviously well, I want to see, as you would have seen from last week with my helmet choice, I like cool designs, you know, yeah. very, um, but, but you those know, very complex designs. But, and but they were designed it doesn't by really do it for me. They were designed by professionals, so I, I can understand that. This reminds me, there was a programme yeah. back in the, probably in the 70s or 80s, uh, I think it was called Vision On or was it Take Heart? And they had, uh, you know, children used to send in their, their uh, pictures that they painted, they'd have a gallery, and at the end they, they would give a prize to the best picture. The prize always went to the five-year-old whose picture was rubbish, that there'll be some brilliant pictures drawn by 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds. They never, ever won. When they have these competitions, the winner is always the youngest. And so... It ends up being the worst. So we have these racing drivers and racing cars, you know, designed, the colour scheme designed by infants, and it shows. I think that something back. similar happened. I think something similar happened with a footballer, and he needed, like, a new profile picture or something, and he yeah. had loads and loads of entries, and it was someone who did, like, a stick drawing of him, yeah. and whereas was there was awful. this other person yes. who'd done, like, an incredible... Yeah. Um, it was Toby and Veerald of uh, yeah, Hotspur, yeah, and, and then someone took five hours doing it, and it looked yeah. like the five-year-old had taken five seconds. Someone, uh, some well, as I say, th like this is just figure, like right? Vision On from the 1970s, Take Heart from the 1980s. The prize is always given to the youngest whose picture is the worst, and, and we're seeing it now. So anyway, well, moving well, on from the rant. rant. I quite enjoyed moving that. on from the rant. rant. I want to explain why Roman Grosjean is going to be wearing it and when he'll be wearing it. He'll be wearing it in his first uh, IndyCar race this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, and his children designed it whilst he was in hospital to wear it for Abu Dhabi. But obviously he wasn't well enough to race for Abu Dhabi. So instead, he'll be wearing it on the first race in 2021. The only thing I would say uh, in favour of this new helmet design, it's probably a lot more distinctive than his other one which i felt was overly complicated i think yeah it, i didn't well, really like the old i one. thought his other one was quite good yeah, is that, well Certainly better than that dross that ed, ed showed us that said he was his favorite helmet which one was that I'm sorry, but my, no. well as no. i say you, you can't beat the Rennie arnoux Rennie arnoux helmet less is more keep it simple right um any, uh, oh, yes, yeah, so going back to Grosjean, Joe, uh, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's just doing the road courses in the IndyCar, in the IndyCar series. I don't think he's doing the ovals. 
I think he's just doing the road courses. Joe shrugs his shoulders, but I'm pretty sure that it, it would make know. sense. I mean, uh, over racing is a it's quite a difficult adjustment, I think, for a Formula One driver to make to the Oval. So I'm pretty sure that is the case. I don't think he's doing a full season. He'll be just doing uh, the road courses. Um, is there anything else to mention news-wise? Um, well, there is something yeah. about liveries. Joe, yes, yes there is. Joe. So uh, I think I'm leading on for what you were planning on saying. Yeah. In 15 days' time, so on the 19th uh, of February, uh, the Alpha Tauri um, F1 livery is going to be, or car, is going to be launched. So that's the second one that a date's been given to, second to Alpha Romeo. Uh, they're going to launch, I think, on February the 22nd. Sorry, so Joe, three just, days afterwards. Just to, just to butt in there, um, McLaren and Mercedes have also announced theirs. Um, McLaren on the 15th of February, and then um, Mercedes on the 2nd of March. There, there was a time when I used to get very excited about these reveals. Uh, if we go back to going back to the 1980s, when a new car was revealed, it would always look very different from the previous years. And it was really quite exciting seeing what the new shapes would be like. I mean, well, back in the 80s, uh, obviously with no sort of um, sort of satellite TV or anything, uh, you would discover um, what the new car looked like in the newspaper. So it's very exciting in the morning, getting the newspaper. There might be a picture of the new Brabham. Oh, my word, look at this. It's got long side pods where it used to have a short side pods. It was all very, very exciting. Whereas today, um, the car might be a different color, but otherwise, in terms of design and aerodynamics, they probably look the same as the previous year and the year before that and the year before that. Ed, is that a fair comment? I think so, yeah. yeah. Ed is right. Uh, McLaren and Mercedes have released their release dates for their car release. A lot of releases going on there. Um, McLaren is the 15th of February and Mercedes is the 2nd of March. My, my, my point is, Joe, that um, these aren't as exciting You're as You're saying it's nothing to look forward to. It's not, because I guarantee you the Mercedes will look the same as last year's, uh, McLaren will look the same as last year's. Well, the car schemes might be delivery. different. Yeah, the deliveries might be slightly different, I but deliveries, I think you won't, you won't look at the you won't look at the Mercedes and go, my word, look what what a radical design that is. Look what they've done to the side pods. I think I no. think the livery is more exciting than the actual um, bodywork, if that's what you're talking about. Definitely, yes. Well, because I mean, the, the, the changes now are so subtle that that you wouldn't even you wouldn't even um, realise there'd been any changes. They they are so subtle, aren't they? Um, Right. That's another sort of mini rant there. I, I reckon, I imagine that's the news done, isn't it? OK, so um, Joe, what's next? Joe? And so moving on, we have questions now. Uh, I, I, I believe I, Sir has some questions. I, I'm well prepped for this. Us, but I'm uh, going to start uh, off with Joe to Sir. So oh. Sir. I've got okay, a different yeah. format of questions that I think you're, you're, you've been used to. Okay. Um, as the viewer, the listeners may know, um, your your standout period is 1980s. You're not moving so the I, period, are you, Joe? Not at all. I'm Good. saying within it, I'm going to say, name all the race winners from 1984 and 1985 
and you get a point for each. So we'll start off with 1984. This, this might take a while. So 84. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to list the people who won races. Right, Prost, Louder. Yes. PK. Yes. Rosberg. Yeah, and one more. Oh, blind me. Hold on. Uh, Alberto. Yeah, correct. You said That's it would take some time. I mean, yeah. that, that was pretty quick. Okay. Moving on to 1985. Right, OK, we'll go Prost, Lauder, Mansell. Yes, Pique, yes. Yes. Senna. Yes. De Angelis. Yes. I'm now having to think. Don't, don't, um, hold on. Uh, uh, hold on. There was a Ferrari victory in Canada. That must have been Alberetto. That was, and there's one more. Oh, blimey, there's one more. I mentioned PK. The other Brabham driver didn't win. I mentioned both the McLaren drivers. I mentioned did the I mentioned the Angelis already. I mentioned both the Lotus drivers. I've mentioned now Rosberg. Oh, Rosberg, he didn't win a race, did he? Mansell definitely did. I'm struggling to remember a, a Rosberg win in '85. I can't remember that. I mentioned PK. Oh, blimey. This is uh, Renault didn't win any races that year. Um, oh, blimey. Can you give me, can you give me a clue, Joe? Uh, you've already said. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, Joe, can you give me can you give me maybe the, 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 the race this person won? That might that might help. So it's sort of understandable if you've forgotten it because it was the season opener in Australia. No, 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 no. It wasn't. There was no season. Right. OK. It was the, it was the season finale in Australia. Oh, finale. And that, and that was KK Rosberg. And that was, was KK Rosberg. Correct. You. Well done. Joe, excellent questions. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed that. It was a good challenge there. What's next? Who's, who's go is it, Joe? Uh, Joe? I don't mind if anyone okay. has any questions. I, I will. I, I, I've got some questions. Ed, I've got some picture questions. Uh, for you so um, people have to look on the Twitter feed for this Ed can you remind our listeners the Twitter address if that's the word we use Ed yeah so our Twitter is at SJC radio now and you can use the hashtag SJC pit stop to see all the relevant stuff excellent and the pictures come on fairly quickly don't they so um Right, Ed is going to be identify the racetrack. You were brilliant last week. Uh, I think, well, let's have a look. Here comes the first picture, Ed. I'm sending it now. How quickly can you get that? Oh, has it arrived there yet, Ed? Right, here we go. It's just loading. All right. I reckon you'll get it straight away. Let's but... have a look. I, mean, I think I know where it is. Where um, is it? Bazooka. It is. Well done. How did you get that? What What were the clues in that picture? Well, that, that's um. I think the Ferris wheel. It is. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's quite uh-huh. iconic, really. Okay. Next one, Ed. Here comes the next one. Where's Where's that? We just double check. I've sent that. Right. Here is we it go. Come? Right. Yeah, it's just loading. Okay. Still loading. Right, here we go. Oh, um, Canada. Montreal. It is. And do you know, can you tell us which turn it is in terms of number? 
Uh, would that be turn two? Yeah, I think I think I would call it turn two. It's coming yeah. out of that fairly tight right hand, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. And here's your Ed. Here's your third one. We've got one more. Okay. You're too good. You're too good at these. And I've got some for you, Joe. Afterwards. I've sent it, so it should be on its way. Yeah, it's just loading now. Okay. Still loading. Oh, it's taking a while, this one. Yeah. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, right. Ooh. Oh. Oh, right, okay. I need to get a bit bigger. I need to get a bit bigger. Right, okay, this is more difficult then, obviously. Yeah. This one, right? It's quite small, and I'm, I'm trying to. Okay. Well, what bigger. we have, we have, we have a sort of a hairpin, don't we, in, in the foreground yeah. at the yeah. bottom of kind of, sort of slope. There's a no, quite I'm a big have to guess. Yes. Uh, I'll say the Nurburgring, but not. You small. are right. It is, oh, it is, cool. it is, it is Nurburgring. So this is the uh, Dunlop hairpin at the sort of bottom of the circuit. The clue is probably not very big in your picture, Ed, is at the, in the background, you can see a castle. Um, oh yeah, I can just about see that. Yeah, so, so this is what we call the new Nurburgring. I, I really like the new Nurburgring. I've been there a, a few times. Um, and this hairpin, the Dunlop hairpin, really good place to watch, particularly, uh, on the entrance in the entry into the, the hairpin is a really good place to watch. You're quite close to the cars. Yeah, really good uh, place to watch motorsport from. Very good. Uh, three out of I'm three. The last one made you think of it. I'm going to jump are you on ready, the bandwagon. Yeah, I've got my questions for Ed. Oh, yeah, you're doing yours I've now. And I'll give you... I've got one. Okay. Okay. And I'm following along it. your tracks, uh, no pun intended. What uh, circuit is this? And what number turn is it? It's quite difficult. Right. I'm predicting it will get this straight away. <laughs> and what turn number one. turn, Ed? Bahrain turn one. I'm sure he's right. Joe, is he right? I'm Correct. sure he is. Correct. Yeah. I tried to find turn four, but there were no photos, sadly. So you got it turn one. It gives it away with the pit entry a little bit. Oh, sorry, pit exit. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I believe you have questions for me. I've got picture yeah. questions. I, again, if, if people on Twitter, they're probably really, really enjoying it. If they're not on Twitter, they're, they're probably wondering what on earth is going on. Right, Joe, it's on its way now. Identify this racetrack, please. Okay, hasn't loaded yet. Can't okay. see it's been sent. I'll tell you keep, when I can see it. Keep, keep on talking. Keep filling that dead air. <laughs> <Joe>. <laughs> It's come through on my yeah, screen. Yeah, it's come through. Right, okay. Okay, it's there. I, I, it's Monza. It is. Well done. You got it straight away. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you want to hazard a guess at which corner it is? Parabolica. It is, yeah. Um, I've never I, seen I it from that angle. I've never yeah, seen it from good, that angle. It? It this, is a great angle. Yeah. This must have been taken a few years ago. Well, why am I saying, Joe, it was taken a few years ago? There is there is some a clue. Because I don't really remember when racing the gravel trap being so Yeah, big. you're right. Stands. I think they're well, well Yeah, they, they've pushed the gravel trap right back, haven't they? So they, they sort of tarmac run of that runoff. Yeah. Which we, we, we don't approve of, by the way. We don't <laughs> like that. Uh, the next one, I... 
think the next one might be easier actually. Um, Joe, I've sent it. So let's give it a okay. few seconds to make its way over to you. It might have arrived at Ed's by now. I've got it. I have oh, yeah. got it. <laughs> Where, got where's it, yeah. that? There's not a lot. There's not a lot to go on there, Joe. So there's well, one thing. right now, sir. There's nothing to go on. It hasn't received it yet. Oh, so <laughs> Ed, can you just nod your head if you know the answer, Ed? Ah, uh, I do know it. I do right. know it. it's arrived. Now. Yeah. Um, it's formerly uh, a pit straight in um, Silverstone, mm -hmm. but now yeah. it's the Hamilton straight, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Renamed. Uh, when did they do that? This year. I didn't know that a while ago as well. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, Joe, jo, can I ask you a question? What what gave it away? What gave uh, it away? The buildings on the right. Other yeah. than that, it's not, there's not a lot to go off, is there? Can I comment? Can I comment on the Silverstone uh, pit building? I quite like it. I no, I I don't. It, it looks silly. It looks as if it's been wind damaged. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I. These architects, it looks as if it's been wind damaged, permanently damaged. So, yeah, not terribly impressed with that, but but well done, Joe. And your last one. Here okay. we go. This is, uh, you wouldn't have seen this track from this angle before, uh, Joe. So it might be, uh, it's, I've sent it. So it should be winging its way. It might as well get to Oh, yeah, okay. okay. We, we, I, mean, I think I think there's been a bit of track cut off, has there? It looks a mess, doesn't it? You are right. Yeah. It looks is there a bit of a track cut off down at the it's bottom? Quite of a lot stuff? of it cut off. Yeah. Um, Where is so it? it's it's no longer on the F1 calendar, is it? I don't know. It's Hockenheim. It is. Can yeah, I just it's no longer there? Can I just say, in some ways, uh, or perhaps in many ways, this is probably the worst track. The, probably my least favourite racetrack. Uh, because the old Hockenheim, the four mile blast through the forests, high speed blast through the forests, great circuit. This thing, which you can see in front of us, it looks like a building site. It looks a complete mess. It's very short. It's Mickey Mouse. Uh, I, I think. Guess who? Guess who designed that, Joe? You, you, you turned your sound off, Joe. That doesn't help. Joe, your sound's off, Joe. Who Herman Tilker. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 I would give him a, I'd give him an E for that. He's taken a, 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 a very characterful racetrack and made it into uh, a go-kart circuit. Oh, that's kind, it's sir. It's you've terrible. given it an E. So you've e. given it an E. I wouldn't grade it. Yeah, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't even bother to grade it. Should we call it a U? We'll give yeah. it a U. Honestly, it is... He's done a really bad job there, so we're not impressed at all. Is that the end of the questions? I think it might be. I believe it is. Not quite yet. I have oh, a question Ed. for Joe. Oh, right. Um, okay. This was my question for last week, but you didn't quite get to it. So, <laughs> Lance Stroll took pole position at the 2020 Turkish Grand Prix. I want you to tell me where he finished that race. And I've got a few multiple choices oh, if you thank need you. it. Okay, I do. Yeah. All right. Did he finish fourth, seventh, ninth, or thirteenth? Now, if if I didn't have the multiple choice, I would have randomly guessed thirteenth. So that's what I'm going to go with because I've got a feeling he didn't finish in the points, which was so depressing after getting a pole position. He 
He did have a poor race, but I can tell you he didn't finish. Oh, was it ninth? Yeah, ninth. Ninth. I was Only picking say, up two points. That is a, that is pretty appalling. I think racing point off. racing point strategy wasn't great there. I think they kept him out on inters for too long. Yeah, um, and same as well because Perez got a podium that race. Yeah, as well, Pete. He did. You actually did. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's questions done. Well done, Ed. Well done, Ed. Let's move on. Uh, Ed, Moving on. Oh, Joe, even. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, moving on. We've got uh, A to Z of motorsport returning. So uh, the last time you you saw this happen, this was uh, season one, episode eleven. That letter was J. So this week in season two, episode three, um, yeah. I believe that it is K this week. Now, would anyone like to start? Or would you like me? I, I, I I'm going to get the ball rolling. Uh, partly because I don't want anybody else to say this one. Uh, I don't think you will anyway. Uh, mine is a racetrack. Do you know which racetrack I'm going to say? Yes, and I think you've got mine. Oh, no, no, I don't. Well, what are you going to say, Joe? Well, mine's Kyle Army. Oh, mine's Kyle Army. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Are we, are they, we, 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 Joe, you say what you want to say about Kyle Army, then I'll say what I want to say. Well, I'd say through the looks of it, I've never actually raced there in an F1 car, but I've, looked, I've raced there sort of virtually in, in a car. And I, I quite like it. Uh, I know it's a safety rated um, grade two, meaning it's we... one. So, uh, but I, I like it. Joe, I think we're, we're going to end up talking about different things, actually, because you're talking about the modern uh, Kyle Army. Yeah. Joe, your sound's gone. You turn your sound off there, Joe. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the old car yes, army. But what I would say, though, about the modern car army, Joe, I've actually been there. I went to South Africa a few years ago and a friend of mine was going up to car army. He said, do you want to come along? Of course. Uh, it was um, it was what it was a it was a super bike stroke. Um, they had their touring cars and also they got a V8 series. Uh, so it was quite a big, it was called the Power Tour weekend. And what was good during the, the qualifying day, I was able to walk on both sides of the track all the way around. Um, and sort of free reign to go wherever I liked, really. Um, tell you what, it was really, really hot as well. But yeah, I, even as a modern racetrack, Joe, it, it's really good. Loads of gradients. Um, I like it, yeah. So I, I, there's quite an fast, example. Quite fast corners. Um, yes. It's, an, it's, it's well, an exciting track. It's got a nice mixture. I mean, there's an example there of uh, a racetrack. If we compare it to Kyle Army, which has been butchered by Herman Tilke, Kyle Army, um, the old Kyle Army was, was actually very different. Again, that was very fast. And there are sections of the old Kyle Army which are incorporated in the, in the new circuit. The rest of the old Kyle Army has been built upon. You can't even make out where the old track was. The old Kyle Army was um, was a incredibly fast uh, circuit, uh, lots of fast corners, lots of gradient. Um, yeah, a classic racetrack, but it no longer exists. Um, but there are some sections. It's the um, it's the it's the Sunset Corner Clubhouse nice. S yeah. section. Um, yeah, that is nice from sections. the other side. So. I tell you what, Joe, Carl Army, such a good racetrack. The old one and the modern one, uh, worth mentioning twice. I'd like to see it on the uh, F1 calendar sometime. Yes. One, once no, it's I in uh, F, uh, grade yeah. one. 
there was a talk show, I think, of it possibly being on the MotoGP calendar. I don't know if I was making that up, but I think that there is, that there was some talk about that. So so that, that could so. happen. I hope so. Uh, Ed, uh, what's your K? My K is uh, going along the route that we went down is in the first series um, when we went with DRS. I'm going to go with KERS, which is oh. Kinetic Energy Recovery System. Ooh, and it's how, and they use it in Formula One cars. So when the car breaks, it uses use that energy. energy to then give the car a power boost, I, I suppose. And you can use yes. that energy on acceleration. It also works when you're lifting. Um, and it's a um, new sort of thing with the hybrid cars introduced uh last reg changes a few years back now and um yeah that's pretty much all i've got to say on it this is nice to have a, it's a technical um uh, um word thank you for that ed you, you know i'm finally looking at the schedule here uh, and we missed out number one yeah <laughs> number well, one you hear you hear, you hear <laughs> curs just sorry you hear curs oh, on stuff. trains so when you decelerate and accelerate, the whining sound, that's kinetic oh, energy okay. recovery system. Uh, so okay. when they break, they use that energy and then to power themselves off again. Joe, I, I have learned something there. Thank you for that. Yeah. So um, number one of the of our agenda was race reports because the race season has got underway. I don't know how we missed it at the start. Uh, last weekend was the first major race of the international racing season that they they the daytona 24 hours um i watched quite a bit of it i mean it's quite difficult as i said because um it starts i think about half past three uh eastern time which equates to about half past eight in the evening our time they also had it they had a few early um full course yellows pace car scenarios so i didn't watch an awful lot on uh, saturday night but i watched about the last six hours uh, and i have to say uh, I know it's the first race of the season. I don't think uh, we're going to see better racing um, that uh, throughout uh, 2021. I thought it was the racing was absolutely fantastic and it was almost a grandstand finish. Now, I know, Ed and Joe, you, you, you've both seen some of it. I'm going to go to Ed. Tell me your thoughts about some of the action that you saw at Daytona. Well, it was a very exciting race, wasn't it? Um, yeah. With Magnussen, I think, having technical issues very close to the finish. Um, yeah, yes. What, what yeah. was the issue, Ed? What was the issue I, with Magnussen? I can't quite remember. I think he got a puncture, didn't he? He did. He did. In fact, yeah. that, that, that team, that was the Ganassi um, um, Cadillac, sorry, the, the, the Ganassi Cadillac, that was their second blowout in the race. So... It was how long was it about 10 minutes left of it? It was very close to the end, wasn't it? It, it was shaping it was up to be a, a grandstand, really shaping up to yeah. be a grandstand finish. And then his tire went very dramatic, obviously, but it did rob us of a very exciting end. But I mean, those last six hours, um, the racing was, um, yeah, really competitive. Now, it was. Any, it was really good. Any other comments, Joe, about what you saw in terms well, of the racing? Well, I, I've really enjoyed. I saw a clip that you sent me uh, yeah. throughout. I think to the Monday it must have been, 
And just the respect that two drivers uh, had shown one another was really, really nice to see, because often you don't get that in Formula One. Uh, And also considering how I was surprised how uh, drivers were going for moves in, you know, nine, 24 hour long races. Um, And even nine hours into it, they were they were still going for it with only I think it was only 30 minutes. uh, 30 minutes had gone. Someone had already made a dive bomb into the bus stop chicane. So yeah. it really kept, it really came to interesting. Um, I think I think I think what struck me, Joe, is I, I, I imagine it probably struck you, is how close the, the racing was and how the battles would go on for lap after lap. This is the beauty of non DRS racing. You get battles which go on. It's difficult to overtake, isn't it? And in yeah. that um, term one at Daytona. Lap after lap, you'd have cars side by side. The car trying to overtake would be on the outside and would get ahead into the braking zone, but not far, but not far enough ahead to actually overtake. Well, that's what Magnussen did. Get, yes. Went in too deep into the bus up chicane, then went onto yeah. the grass and then had to get the position back. So, yeah, it was, so really you, was interesting. So you would have battles which which would, would go on and on and on. Now, in Formula One, you, you know what would happen. We know that on the straight with the DRS, the car would fly by and that's the end of it. But at Daytona, if you want to overtake, you have to work and work and work and work. And you have to take big risks as well. And I mean, this is also multi-class racing. So it might be that, you know, overtaking overtaking, well, well, yes, it it could be that your opportunity might come when when you're lapping um, slower cars. Talking about slower cars in different categories, um, it was on... It was in the last five hours. There's a big battle going on at the front of the GTD cars. These yeah. are the GT cars between the Airbus, the Ferrari and the Mercedes. And the Ferrari was was getting ahead um, on the entry into turn one, but never quite far enough to claim the line. And then one lap, he, he, he appeared to, got, to, to have got it done. He then unfortunately cut across in front of the Mercedes. Mercedes went onto the grass, came back on hit the Ferrari and the Ferrari ended up in the tire wall effectively out of the race. Uh, again, that just proved how difficult it is to overtake uh, and also the, the, the risk the drivers uh, ha- have to make in order to, to overtake. But those last six hours were literally six hours of non-stop excitement. Joe, do you want to say something? And producer Tom, as well as giving me the train uh, kinetic energy recovery system fact, he's also telling me to remind you that we have in images of the uh, winner from the Daytona 24 hours um, uh, we race do. and put them yeah, on we Twitter do. It's around it, it, now. Yeah, so uh, the, the the winner, uh, producer Tom, is the blue car. Uh, this is the Wayne Taylor Racing uh, Acura. Um, we've also we're also going to post um, the 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 one of the Cadillacs. It's the Ali Cadillac. Uh, uh, Kobayashi was was driving that. That came, I think it was third overall. The reason why we're posting that, I just think that colour scheme looks amazing. What I've always said, sports cars look best when they're white base. So it's a white base, and we've got sort of uh, what colour? You could kind of what what is it red? Was it purple? We got some sort of colour on the back of the car there, but I just think that colour scheme looks it's amazing. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the best colour scheme I've seen on a car for a very long time. So, 
Um, so the racing season's got off to a fantastic start. I don't think there's going to be a more exciting race than Daytona this whole year. I, I just can't. I can't see that because I can't think of any other category where uh, the racing is as close and as hard fought as it is in the the premier IMSA category that the the DPI class. Uh, thankfully, we haven't got that long to, to wait for the next event. That's the Sebring 12 hours. Another classic. So that's in a couple of months time. Right. So that's we should have done that at the start of the show. But for some reason, we forgot. Um, <laughs> Joe, I'm going to go probably back to you, I think. Sure. Uh, so is this for my fact of the week? Um, we, we could do that now. Yes, do that okay. now, Joe. Why not? It's it going to be nice and quick. And then after this, we will head straight to Who Am I? Yes. Uh, Ed's feature. Yeah. So uh, my fact of the week, um, an F1 car costs how much to build? And I'll ask oh. the question this. Oh. Per unit, this is. What, what, do mean, what do you mean per unit? Uh, per so unit per, per car. car? Per car, yes. So are we talking about how much a Formula One car costs? Yes, we are. To make um, it. Ed, I'm going to let you go first. Um, I I'm might go say one pound around... over one pound under yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say wants... around uh, 17.5 million. Okay. Uh, I, I, hold on, I'm going to go for how much is a Formula One car? Um, that's you said 17 million. Well, I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go 10 million. Joe, and, what's the answer? Uh, if you subtract your answers, you're right. It's uh, seven million, just over seven million. So 7.1 million is the figure I've got here. That's interesting, Joe. So oh, yeah. a Formula One car costs 7 million to make. And yes. how much does Lewis Hamilton get paid? Well, he can afford quite a few of them because he's paid he 76. Paid a, yeah, 76 he's, million. So and he wants he, he to pay 100 million. Yeah. Is Lewis Hamilton worth 10 Formula One cars? I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced about that. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see whether Mercedes are convinced about that. So it seems that um, in the overall budget, building the car is not particularly expensive part of it. It seems to be paying the drivers is, is paying Lewis Hamilton more, more, really. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what, Joe, I think that's your best fact so far. I like that. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm Ed, glad you enjoyed it. Ed, it's over to you. This, this, this is your this is your thing, Ed. Your who am I, which has worked really well. Again, if I get the answer, I'll just say, Ed, I've got the answer, but I won't give it away to give Joe a chance. Of course, Joe might, of course, get it before I do. Ed, hopefully this you. time it's someone in my my living memory rather than from the 90s. <laughs> Joe, you, 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 I think you're going to be happy about this one then. Oh, score. Okay, okay. I, might, I might struggle on this. Yeah. Right. Okay. I was born on the 27th of June, 1985. Hold on. I don't imagine 85. you've got much from that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we're not that young. Are you sure this is in Joe's era? Carry on. Hey, he's 36, 35. So. Okay. Yeah, carry My on. My first win was at the 2012 Chinese Grand Prix. My last. Oh, hold on. Suzuka in 2016. Right, hold on, let's think about that. First 2012 
And the last was when, sorry? Uh, Suzuka, 2016. Right, I, I've got an answer in my head, and I'll tell you later on if I'm right, Ed. Okay, right. I won 23 races and took 30 pole positions in my Formula One career. Oh, that's a lot of pole positions. Hold on. Okay, I'm now beginning to doubt my original guess. Ooh. Uh, how many? Sorry, how many race wins, Ed? Twenty-three. Okay, I'm going to stick with my original one. Carry on, Ed. Okay, I need to. Find, all these next clues are quite obvious. Okay, oh, this one's quite good. Okay, I retired from Formula One at the age of thirty in 2016. That's quite, God, it's quite young, isn't it? It is quite young, yeah. Joe, Joe, what, what, what are you thinking, no, Joe? No, I, I can't. I don't know. Again, it's it. I, I was alive when it happened, but I wasn't interested in Formula One, so it's, it's right. a bit of a shame, really. Um, to be Ed, fair, I, was, I, don't want, I don't want to give the answer away because I want Joe to have a chance to get this. I was five Ed, when he made his debut. What? What in 2016? No, in 2011 when he made his debut. Oh, I was five. Right. He debuted um, a bit earlier than that. Um, Ed, can I, I, I don't know the answer, but um, is he involved in sort of um, the presentation of the, the races in, in some sort of way, Ed? Um, if oh, it's I, no, I, I don't think so. I think I might know who you're thinking of. But right, I, I'm, I'm, thinking of the channel, I'm thinking of the Channel 4. So I'm obviously, I think I'm wrong, actually. Carry on. Carry on. All right. I, I used to race for Williams. Okay. There's another team, but it would give it away. Right, don't, uh, don't tell us that. Used to race for Williams. Used to race used for Williams. Race, used to race for Williams. He didn't get any race wins for Williams or any. Actually, he didn't get any race wins for. Williams. Has he won a world championship? Yeah. It's just the one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. I won't say it, but Joe, you know. Didn't we? Joe looks, wasn't he? Wasn't he last week? No. Um, Jensen Bach. No. No, he wasn't. No, no, no. Um, Ed, I, I can. If no. this is what I think, Ed, am I right in saying that his father was a yeah. racing driver? Ed. Yeah. Right, Joe. His father was a racing driver. Was, oh, was the other team Mercedes? Don't yeah. answer that, Ed. No, don't. Oh, give it no, away. I, I need the help. I need all the help I can get. To be honest, okay, it's Nico Rosberg. Nico Rosberg. Yeah. I was thinking of Mark Webber earlier. I think, I think yeah, I that's, that's, that. yeah. I'll tell you what, Ed, that's your, your best one so far. That, oh, that was excellent. Thank you. Yeah, Ed, keep that going. I really yeah, enjoyed well that. Done. I'll tell you what, uh, time has flown by. I, I think we're at the end. I think yeah, we're at the end. Uh, just before we end, okay. if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to email us. Uh, that is pitstop at stjohnscollege.co.uk Well, can I give a, a shout out to my friend Kent? I, I rather hope Kent is, is still listening. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Perhaps Kent can get in touch with us. <laughs> he knows the Twitter and the email. Kent, if you're out there, we want to hear from you. Right. OK, so we're all done. So it's, it's good evening from me. Uh, good evening from Joe as well. This was an SJC Radio production, written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe and Ed. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as tune in like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well